hashtag what is a woman censored by Twitter question mark featuring all Daily Wire hosts. (laughs) Wait, that's that's happening right now. You said, yeah, man. (laughs) Um, that's good. What we really need to know is what happened to what is a woman. I am very curious as to what a woman is, as I have never once interacted with such species. Did the speakers? Oh, it literally is featuring all Daily Wire hosts. Who I don't know who Jeremy is. Candace Owens, Michael Knowles, Matt Walsh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, and Ben Shapiro. Oh, here's the the thing, guys. Twitter is far left authoritarian website. Wait, literally, what's the what's the complaint? Like, what was there? The movie? I don't. uh, I don't fucking. I can't. I. I don't give a shit. Is is there anything that would like make you want to know what's going on there? Like no. every single one of these people should just be lined up against a wall and shot. No, like How is it I censored I, by Twitter. I, I saw it trending on Twitter earlier. I don't give a shit because I've had sex before. <laughs> Dude, it, <laughs> it really is amazing that I mean I don't know. This is we we live in we live in dark times <laughs> right now. You, you know, sometimes I will go back and listen to that uh, Come Town bit on uh, Ben Shapiro talking about wet ass pussy. <laughs> it's, um, man, I got Okay, first thing, I was thinking about, man, I've got a lot of stuff in my mind. One of which being, like, I can't even tell you how many people I saw dressed up in some sort of Ted Lasso attire at the Real Salt Lake game last night. Oh. I saw at least one person that had a fake mustache. One of them also was with the uh, that fucking sucks. A woman who was that well sucks. One was one was dressed up uh, with Ted Lat like had the the hat or the visor and all that stuff. Is everyone was, believing? I I I'm just I'm flabbergasted by by Ted Lasso, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure is just the same show as Shit's Creek. I was telling Colin last night. I don't know. Do you guys remember Shit's Creek? Oh yeah, that, I remember. That was like, it's like the. I think it's the same. I think it's the same show. But anyway, Ted, Ted Lasso is Shit's Creek if they like extracted all the humor from Shit's Creek. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. At least there's like at bad. least there's some sort of conflict in Shit's Creek. What was the? I don't. I don't even remember. I, I've well, watched. They were, family becomes poor. They were rich and became oh, poor. And like well, the only this thing is Ted Lasso going through a divorce, himself. right? Isn't that the whole thing? He's going through a divorce. <laughs> Ted Lasso is on the on the. Uh, on the constant road to being a family annihilator. That's right. Yeah. It's a good look. Like for him. at least anyway. give him like a drug problem or make him like a closet alcoholic or something. Yeah. Like one every of the other Ted- college football coach out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of the Ted Lasso's was with a woman that was dressed up like the woman in Ted Lasso also like the uh, owner of the thing. Oh, cool. Um, so that was good. Did they have oh, biscuits yeah. for the boss? Well, I, I didn't realize I didn't realize what was going like they dressed up because it ended. Is that is that right? Like the, we should just record. Was the last day? We're recording. We are. Oh, we're recording. We're oh, three wow. minutes in. That's terrific. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't um, hear the voice. Anyway, like, yeah, sorry. no, it's um, yeah, it, it's over. Um, this is Brigham Young Money, which is not over. And uh, we are. Not Ted Lasso, but we are Kyle, Jordan, and Greg. Hello. Much to Hello. the haters' chagrin, we're still around. We're, we're still, still doing our thing. The Ted Lasso finale was eighty minutes. God damn! I, so what is your what is your problem? <laughs> I, Jordan, I love you, but your uh, like your you threshold for and like your tolerance for pain is is psychotic. It's sick stuff. At a certain point. When you are a hater, you have to find the content to be an even better hater. Like it's 
like at a certain point, empty insults aren't enough. You have to dig deep and find the one thing that just makes everyone mad. And you can't find that unless you actually engage with the product. I think this is just part of Jordan's woke military training that they're putting all <laughs> this of is our actually, uh, yeah, this bravest is, uh, soldiers through. This is actually a psyop. Yeah, this <laughs> is how you great. conduct a psyop. You learn just enough and then engage with it and make everyone insane. Yeah. Man, okay. So I, I don't know. I don't think we talked about this. Or did you guys talk about the targets being shut down because of the bomb threats last week? No, uh, we didn't. No, not. we didn't. That okay. really sucks. Well, well, okay. Happy got, Pride, everyone. Well, there's some weird stuff going on with that, okay? Because, um, and I need to find only like only a few of the articles actually had the um, had the, the quotes from or had quotes from the email that was sent out. So essentially, what happened was there were a few targets in uh, target stores in Utah and some in I think Ohio and somewhere else back east um, that were that were shut down because of a bomb threat that they received. Um, but the weird thing was it, it, it said, uh, let's see. So it was nine target stores received fake bomb threats over pride merchandise. So like all the headlines essentially just were like, this was because of, uh, because of the pride merchandise. So I think, you know, people pretty safely assume that it was like a psychotic right winger. Who's like, when you think about who's upset about target, carrying pride merchandise we know who actually gives a shit about that and who doesn't because i mean like it's just the lowest common denominator right? pandering type stuff that these companies like they are trying to make money off it of course um and maybe Rainbow capital yeah i mean it's like you know it's fine like that that's it's good that target was had pride stuff like there's nothing wrong with that it's just like it, it they're making money off it. like that's like what they're doing <laughs> um so you know, everyone assumed like, okay, this is right wingers going insane about it. But this was a fake bomb threat and the bomb threats were a hoax. But listen to like one of the lines from from the, the letter that that was sent or the email. It says, we will continue to bomb your targets until you stop cowering and bring back your LGBT merchandise. Like who? Can you think, does that sound like a, a gay activist to you is like threatening to blow up a target so they start selling it's like... It's me, gay babe. <laughs> I will destroy one target. Dude, the line... For every time you do not have the gay plushies, you now have my permission to drag... <laughs> yeah, Gay Bane was uh, really upset that they didn't have any more of the drag birds. So he's just uh, he's just going to plant bombs in every single target he can. Now, but you're right though; it does it definitely has like Black's Rule energy to That's it. That's exactly what I was saying. I was like, that that is the most Black's Rule style <laughs> like gay bomb threat I've ever seen. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So anyway, so that was the thing that happened. Um, most like outlets including local media that cover this just didn't include any sort of like quotes from the bomb threat that was sent out but um yeah it was pretty clearly a really poor attempt at like a false flag <laughs> false flag to try to like i'm just loving the idea that there's some like left-wing activist that's just dying for the right for target to be able to uh sell this this uh that they have to sell this merchandise like no one gives a shit really it's good that they're doing it, I guess, but no one's going to live in like there's a lot more important things taking place at the moment that you uh, nearly adopted 
the pride flag. <laughs> I was born in it. Barely I hate born. that I birthed this. <laughs> how do you, how do you oh, think Bing drinks good. Bud Light with the mask? Like, that's a good question. We put it as a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. use the hat that has the two Bud Lights next to the ears with the straws. Oh. You know what? I've actually going back and reassessing because I was like kind of dreading pride because I thought that like it would just be like a horrific display of a lot of things. I'm going back. This might be the funniest month ever. <laughs> Dude, I mean, the Target stuff in particular is super weird. Like I like there's been multiple like weird online right wing like rappers or musicians or like other provocative. <laughs> oh, that was like, my favorite. The boycott Target uh, song that they shot in a Target. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, just featuring all of the merchandise they yeah, have just, for the month. <laughs> like, like, just like, just a, yeah, just like a basically a four minute free commercial for Target. Dude, I'm, it is so weird. Like, I don't yeah, know. I, I've been thinking the, a lot about this, too, because and this is all about trans people specifically, though, because oh, yeah. like, um, like, I, you know, there like there were a lot of like Trump people who were like talking about how Trump, even Trump himself was talking about how the gays love Trump, like. It's it's weird that now that we've they, they've like regressed a lot on this coming from during the Trump presidency and like the campaign leading up to his presidency talking about like trans people weren't even part of like the 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 lexicon of like what was like being talked about then and it was all like yeah like no gay gay people love Trump too but now we're in this stage where it's like okay gay and trans is the same and we hate all of this now yeah and now you have people from like the Daily Wire or. I don't know, any sort of like dipshit, like news website going into Target and, you know, trying on like non-binary swimsuits to own the libs. Like it's, it's really it's, insane shit. If you get, they've all turned into, into Steven Crowder, dude. They have. Yeah. And like at a certain point, it's like, look at this, look at me, look at, I'm in the swimsuit in the Target in public and look at how everyone's reacting to so me. I'm owned. certainly not enjoying this at all. Like, it's so weird. I'm, it's, I don't know. It's very fascinating how obsessed they are with with this. And so, yeah, we kicked off, today's June 1st. We kicked off Pride Month today. And in true in true fashion, um, we need to talk about what our our sweet and loving governor, Governor Cox. He rules. Um, <laughs> the funniest. What he decided to post today He's as, as a, the state's declaration for the for Pride Month. We should and preface this by saying, like, we were, like, wagering in the slack if he was even going to post anything at all. Yeah. Um, and he went out and he, you know what? He didn't just post. <laughs> he did the absolute funniest thing possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, he really did. And I just want to uh, remind people about a little little thing that took place in 2016. Um, this this little uh, video and article from Salon.com. Uh, watch. Utah's GOP lieutenant governor tearfully apologizes to the LGBTQ community, admits, quote, my heart has changed following Orlando attack. Uh, Today, we need fewer Republicans and fewer Democrats, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox said. Today, we need more Americans. He's he's just always been the same. It's amazing. Um yeah, so multi in in this video, he um, and this is of a speech. Like this is essentially what shot him into national consciousness, which was a very important moment for him. He has, on many occasions, this being the first high profile occasion, um, shed tears in front of a lot of cameras about how he feels for the um, LGBTQ community. 
Um, he talked about uh, quotes here, um, a bunch, including, you've been patient with me, Cox said, directly addressing the LGBTQ community. You helped me learn the right letters of the alphabet in the right order, even though you kept adding new ones. So that was part of his tearful speech uh, in, Kyle, in the wake of that shooting. If your heart can change, logically, it can change back. Yep, it sure can. And uh, really, oh my, let oh me my. just, you know, maybe it's it's probably best to work in reverse order here. Um, <laughs> let me. Let me uh, start with Jordan pointed out his last two declarations he had for Pride Month um, going back to. So this was uh, 2021 and 2022. Um, Spencer J. Cox. Is that a J? Yeah. Governor declaration. Whereas the month of June is commonly celebrated and recognized as LGBTQ plus Pride Month, whereas we must encourage relevant and vital conversations about it, what, what it means to love each other understand our differences and support our LGBTQ plus friends and family members. Whereas we recognize the members of the LGBTQ plus community who do not feel loved and accepted experience higher rates of mental health challenges. Whereas we can strengthen resilience in the LGBTQ plus community through family and community inclusion and by providing access to help, giving them our support, respect, understanding, friendship. We must cultivate a climate of inclusion, and unconditional love for all in the state of Utah. We strive to sustain a culture of hope, love, understanding and respect by celebrating our common humanity. We should all strive to be more inclusive and accepting of the LGBTQ plus members of our community. Therefore, I, Spencer Cox, governor of the great state of Utah, do hereby declare June 2021 as LGBTQ plus Pride Month. OK, so that was 2021. That's beautiful, man. Let's go to 2022. Uh, whereas the month of June is commonly celebrated and wait, what did he change? The wording there is funny. Oh yeah. Okay. So commonly it's celebrated. It's pretty much identical between the two. Like he yeah. just control C control V did. So it's yeah, like, pretty much the exact same thing. It's a little bit shorter, I think, or no, it might be the exact same. It's pretty, it's pretty similar. Yeah, it actually is the exact same. Nice. So 2022, he, uh, declared the exact same thing. LGBTQ plus pride month in Utah. Uh, June 2022, we love to see the exact same statement. Uh, that's fine. But today, as we debated whether or not he was going to post this statement, um, he made some uh, <laughs> some changes to this declaration. It's a lot shorter. So let me I'll get through this pretty quickly. But it says declaration, whereas the month of June is commonly celebrated and recognized as Pride Month. OK. Whereas the state of Utah values the uniqueness of all individuals within our community and recognizes that everyone has a place in our state. Whereas we understand the shared human need for inclusion, belonging, and kindness. Whereas we acknowledge the numerous organizations in the state of Utah that actively promote greater understanding and cooperation among many resident or among residents by cultivating love for all. And whereas it is our aspiration in the state of Utah to foster a culture of hope, understanding, love, dignity, and respect. Now, therefore, I, Spencer J. Cox, governor of the state of Utah, do hereby declare June 2023 as Pride Month in Utah. It's it's like he's just celebrating the concept of pride. <laughs> like, it's good to be proud of things, everybody. It's like I said, it was like it's like literally just calling. I mean, take pride in yourself. Y yeah. Like Black History Month is just history month now. It's just it's the exact same thing. And he literally just <laughs> took out every single reference to anything that wasn't specifically about the LGBTQ plus community, which he very definitively referenced on like uh 10 times in his previous statements and very purposefully took out of this statement. 
It, so. It's like if you had a statement from Memorial Day, but instead of like saying anything about the troops or anything, that's like, you know what? It's good to remember stuff sometimes. <laughs> hey, Jordan, bad news. Uh, Veterans Day moving forward. It just is. It's just going to be called Monday. That's fair. And okay, would it shock anyone to hear that this statement has made next to no one happy? Because if you look at the comments of this, every single psychotically crazed like culture warrior who's upset at the concept of gay or queer pride or anything like that um, is really pissed. So like including so pride gets a month and veterans get one day dystopian. I like that one. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> so good. They they get more than one day. There's like three holidays for veterans. Like, what are you talking Wasn't about? Wasn't there just like like military appreciation month too? Like, yes, literally just ended yesterday. <laughs> this yeah, is pretty amazing. Um, like literally every comment is either, hey, pretty cool how you just completely ignored the concept of any LGBTQ person uh, in this statement. Or it's, this is shameful, but not for the reason that the other person thinks it's shameful. It's because, uh, as this person said, um, we are looking to move to Utah as true MAGA conservatives, but not if you remain governor <laughs> or happy sex fetish month to all who celebrate or, um, fuck you. See. Show me your browser history. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty rough. Like that is, no, that it's, is. It, it is amazing too, but like, you know, any political mastermind knows that there's the strategy of triangulation of trying to get as much support as humanly possible, trying to craft your message to reach as many people as you can to make them receptive to your ideas. Um, generally it's not to point to like piss off literally every single person who reads your statement. <laughs> that's the He's thing building that, a coalition, but he, he seems like he does this all the time. And it's again, the funniest possible outcome where he tries to toe the line and like, ultimately like his, it, it seems at least to me that his goal of being in power and being in politics is to be like cool and popular and like for people to like him yeah and and in this like never-ending quest to be liked he's just pissed everyone off yeah he's bobby newport from parks and recreation like he just wants to be liked like that's all he ever wants and like he's slowly realizing like that's not possible because politics is just the competition resources by competing interests not only that but like, like but politics in America are just rival football teams at this point. You can't be a BYU and Utah fan. Sorry, that's not how it works. And I mean, like he he maintains like a certain level of respect and support because he's just a Republican in Utah. Like if he was literally anywhere else in the country, like they'd probably would have recalled him by now. Right. Yeah, it's um. Well, Christopher J. Anderson says it's pro-life month, not pride month. Also, the rainbow is God's promise from the Bible. So promise um, to not do what? He's Kill got, a bunch of people. That doesn't yeah. seem very pro-life. There's to also me. a couple uh, Greek statue type uh, guys in here. Um, it's anyway, this is uh, really, oh, you mean, really you mean the Greek statue guys aren't in a pride month. That's that's kind of shocking <laughs> yeah. considering what all those Greek statues who were in real life were like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> th- th- this comment is interesting. I used to be much more OK with pride month. Strange how things have changed lately here in Utah and around the country as to make this seem like a bad thing. It wasn't my fault. I didn't change my beliefs. They changed. So I'm sure. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. 
I'm just thinking about how like yesterday the Desert News posted an article about a guy in a mixed orientation marriage and like that was the most bleak thing I've ever read in my life. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're doing great when it comes to like, you know, acceptance of like LGBTQ people. It was no, it was they who changed, not the other way around. Um oh, Jordan, do you have the link to uh we have, of course, um, local friends of Republicans, <laughs> uh, Equality Utah, and um, donors. Oh, here we go. So, uh, yeah, donors and Troy Williams, the the head of Equality Utah, famously is like a like Republican, like known, cool not guy. ironically, or it's really I don't I don't get. It was like, oh, I'm a Republican to vote in the primary, but he's also like, I'm just a Republican also. So I also no, just he's, like he's legitimately Republican. Yeah. Uh, my best friend is Gail Rusica. Yeah. Um, it's not good. It's it's really not good. Uh, he did take photos with Gail Rusica of the Eagles Forum during the uh, battle to protect trans kids rights. Um, took a little cute little selfie with uh, Gail for the for the the, the, the memes. But um in a statement shared with the Salt Lake Tribune, the head of Utah's most politically active LGBTQ plus advocacy organization, which has in recent years tried to work with Cox in finding common ground with conservatives on issues that impact the community, said it tried, supports, tried, yeah, said it supports great, the sweetie. governor's overall message. As we kick off Pride Month in Utah, Equality Utah acknowledges and agrees with the sentiment expressed in Spencer Cox's Pride Declaration that we should all strive to love, respect, and treat one another with kindness and dignity, regardless of any labels which we may, which God, he fucking may hates wear. you, you stupid dipshit. I hate that so much. Like, uh, just the any labels we have. Like, all these, these are just labels, just, you know, that we yeah. all just wear on ourselves. Um, that's have just some I really insulting. I thought your insulting. whole thing was fucking identity politics, guy. It's really insulting. You, you know what? Since it's Pride Month, you should fucking find some. Yes. This is the true meaning and purpose behind the celebrations this weekend and throughout June. It's just, um, yeah, man, it's pretty, that's pretty pathetic. (laughs) I like, don't really know what else to say about it. I'm just like, I mean, I'm not surprised of course, but no, of course um, not. Like this is the same organization that gave like that gave Jay Stewart Adams like $2,000 and like 2000 also to like Brad Wilson and Deidre Henderson and like some sort of attempt to like curry favor with them by like pay for play, but like didn't go anywhere works in this state. No, it's not like they'll just cash your check. And it's like, all right, I'm still going to vote to like degrade your rights. Sorry. But yeah, Yeah. the thing that makes no sense to me is like, why are you even giving money to Deidre Henderson? She's like the lieutenant lieutenant governor. Like what sway is she going to have with the Utah legislature? None. Yeah. You're fucking giving money she's, to a vice president. She's she's gonna get mad about the seal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you yeah. stupid dipshit. It's just it's fuck, that's I, uh that's upsetting. I'm not I, gonna. I'm, it's I mean I it's what we expect from from Troy honestly, but um, sucks, man. It's just a real bummer. Um, let's see. Should we? <laughs> we could talk about this article as well. Um. Yeah, we can oh. skim it really quick just because it's a, it, it's a peach, too. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Jordan? Why, why sure, why not? I, I can do that. Um, so 
to celebrate Pride Month and everything like that, the Salt Lake Tribune uh, decided to do a Pride episode and or issue, I suppose. It's not a necessarily a episodic TV show by chance. Um, and it's just titled "This Utah LGBTQ Activist Aims to Protect His Community by Breaking Bread with GOP Lawmakers." Which, you know, since this is the first state to ban minor care for transgender kids and also ban transgender uh, children from in, from being in the sports at any level. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Keep, keep Isn't it, it also up. banning puberty well. blockers at this point, too? Yes, it is. Yeah, great. You're doing awesome, Troy. Keep it up. Just, just let's just start off with this one. Republican delegates in plaid button-ups, blue jeans, and occasionally Trump 2024 hats swirled around the convention center in Orem on an overcast Great. Saturday morning in April, waiting for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to deliver a speech that certainly would promote his state's don't say gay bill and its ban on gender affirming care for transgender youth, which Utah also has. Nestled yeah. between Not only that, but Utah was first. It was, yeah. Around, baby. Nestled between tables representing some of Utah's most powerful GOP politicians and conservative groups, the head of Utah's most politically active LGBTQ advocacy organization offered handshakes and cold cans of Diet Coke while vying for delegates' attention. Sick. <laughs> Not everyone welcomed the jovial Troy Williams, who handed out pamphlets with the words, Finding Common Ground in bold on the front, followed by the declaration, We are not as far apart as you may think. So let's just kind of cut this down to the bare minimum. You gave money to the Utah Republican Party to table an event headlined by probably the most prominent anti-LGBTQ po- politician in the country. You're, yeah, great work, guy. <laughs> Phenomenal. You found is, a lot of common ground. Like they're not. This, this is you, what qualifies as activism in this state. Well, and and the, it, it, like you're not. There's no compromising on on these things, and there's not there's not common ground when they just call you a pedophile, like. Yeah. And they're just walking around calling every gay person a pedophile for just simply existing. How are you going to compromise with that? Like what, when you hear Ron DeSantis speak, what makes you think that there's anything there that's, that can be uh, compromised when he says he's, he's going to quote, destroy woke ideology in this country, which of course just refers to acknowledging anything other than like cis white existence. Like it's, it's unbelievable that you think that setting up a booth among all of this could be anything other than just exactly what it is, just giving money to these people. <laughs> it, it's, it really is. Saying I mean, it's it, honestly in like cynically, but I think truthfully, like what this really acts as is a shield for all these people to be able to be, they can point at Troy and equality Utah and be like, look, I get along so well with them. So I can do this stuff because clearly I do care about the gay community because, look, I can I can hang out with Troy and it's just fine. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. He's become a person for like the shittiest people on earth to launder their beliefs through. Oh, yeah. This is in the article, too. Back at the GOP convention, William Spud State Representative Jeff Stainquist, a Draper Republican, they smiled at each other and warmly grasped hands as they began exchanging good-natured banter. See, we like each other, William said, and Stinkwist replied, ha ha, yeah, we can get along, stuff like that. In February, Stinkwist introduced legislation that, in quality Utah's words, copied and pasted from a Florida bill widely known as the Don't Say Gay Bill. It would have banned any discussion of sexuality, sexual orientation, and gender identity, identity in kindergarten through third grade classrooms. Two days after the bills were numbered, Stanquist and Williams sat down to talk about finding the middle ground of the legislation, which was being vocally opposed by the LGBTQ advocacy group. It's like Charlie Brown with the football. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, honestly, I don't know how you can be cordial to people in power who are just actively working to cause harm to people you ostensibly care about. I don't, un- I, I just do not understand it. It's they not, don't even recognize you as a human being. Like they literally think people should be. They think teachers should be put in prison if they even acknowledge the fact that they might not be in a heterosexual relationship. Like it's like, yeah, they want people in prison for reading to kill a mockingbird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just crazy to me. These it's are the people so you want to be friends with. These are the people you're currying favors. Really? Yeah. Well, like, what um, is your what? That's this is what I would legitimately like to ask Troy. What is your end game? What are you actually trying to accomplish? To get attention to Troy Williams. Yeah. It's just like, a narcissism project. I mean, this goes back to like your discussion with the armed queers too, where right. it's like these these bourgeois groups that are essentially exist only to like curry political favor and donors will not stand up to any scrutiny because at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter to these politicians what exactly you think. Butter. Like you want to talk about don't say gay literally in the governor's declaration. There was not one word about LGBTQ people at all. Like if you landed here from a different planet and you read this, you had no idea what it was about. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's not good. I mean, that article later goes on to talk about how, um, you know, they may have talked about other concerns around different bills, but uh, Williams and Equality Utah were completely shut out of the one bill that's already having a substantial impact on some of the most vulnerable members of the LGBTQ community, kids. That's talking about like the uh, medical ban, essentially, uh, we were leading the way on. So I don't know, man, it's like, you'll be there. Troy, Equality Utah are, are there for when it's convenient for these politicians to, to you know, pay lip service to, to show that they're not, you know, these raging homophobes or transphobes, but at the end of the day, their politics continue to be what their politics are. And, um, nothing is standing in the way of that and being nice to them, uh, to these actual people in power is not fixing the problem here. And, and you know what too, like in the last few years too, like we was pretty much like talked about how like gay rights were settled too. like gay marriage is here to stay, blah, blah, blah. That is not the case anymore. And as a matter of fact, on top of that too, like transgender people in Utah in general are in the most precarious case they've ever been in. So when you say things like, well, you know, we just, we build bridges, not do that lasts just as long as you have the actual say within the party that you're trying to carry favor with. And the moment that's gone, you're done too, because you only matter as long as they'll pick up the phone. And as we've seen with our dear governor's proclamation today those days seem to be numbered yeah the way he can just walk back everything that he i mean it's such a clear concession of brown because he's just that scared man he feels the the tide changing um in his political party um you know it's there's a there's a very definitive reason why he did not do this a year ago or two years ago but he's doing it right now and it's not at all but it is completely connected to everything that the right is freaking out about right now. It's the, it's literally target. That's why he, that's why Spencer Cox did that. It's target. It's, it's women's sports. It's fucking JK Rowling. It's all of these freaks and all of these insanely just psychotic topics that people are just so obsessed with and just so hell bent on harming just 
people so completely unnecessarily and undeserving of anything. Like it's just so sickening to just pick on such a such a like a truly marginalized group of people in this country. Like it's just it's really it's such, unbelievable. Such a tiny sliver of the population, too. Yeah, I know. And like if I'm one of these groups, these nonprofits that that rely upon the bourgeois politics and corporate acceptance of LGBTQ rights, I'm scared shitless because right. that can only last as long as there's like politicians on both sides of the aisle and corporations that are willing to go like, you know what? I think, I think we do recognize that LGBTQ people are actually human beings. And if that profit margin is affected at all by that, they're going to ca- cast them overboard. Yeah, like yeah. we know this for a fact. Like this yeah. is that's what corporations do. Like they don't care. Like they don't have politics except for money. Yeah, I will. I just want to kind of rewind the tape back and and before we switch topics and really just kind of break it down on a granular level. And I'm I just I think it's as you can sum up Equality Utah this way, and that is. You're a fucking fraud. If you're the name of your company is Equality Utah and you hang out with Utahns who don't see you as equal, fuck off. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. And then we, we said this on, I don't know what episode a few miles back, but they put out a statement about Mike Kennedy's house getting tagged, but they didn't put one out for, for, for drag brunches getting picketed by armed proud boys. Yeah, that should tell you exactly where they're fucking. That's where they lie. Allegiance lie. I forgot about that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't know, man. Like we, it's a, it's a um, corporate HR liability shield um, for many companies in in Utah as well. And like, fuck you, it's quality Utah. It it can exist and when you know, but just don't you know. Let's not put our hopes in 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 a group that uh is uh you know setting up tables with with people who were diametrically opposed to their uh complete existence shall we say and we should also say like 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 while the utah is not the only one too like no, there's 100 there is quite a few of them that has made their bones off of just being like the the acceptable lgbtq organization for republicans to like pretend to like yeah if you have a any trans friends in Utah, ask them what they think about in circle. (laughs) Go go back and listen to my interview with the armed queers. They break it down perfectly. Oh yes. Actually we should, we'll put that in the description of this episode um, as well, because that's a, something that people should absolutely be listening to. You now have my permission to die. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, pride weekend, uh, look for, uh, for Greg, he's gonna be one dressed as Bane the entire time. <laughs> just, he's just in the parade in the parade with a Bane mask, <laughs> just, a, oh, just a rainbow Bane mask. That would be so funny. I wish you. I wish you weren't going out I of wish town. I, that would be I really wish I funny. was here. I would literally do that. Oh, uh, Greg's just call me. Gain. Yeah, I'd be. I'd be Gain. Just G A Y N E. Yeah, Greg's been training at the. Uh, as as undisclosed gym location for a very long time for leading up to this moment to play gain and yeah uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna you can find me in a sheepskin coat in the <laughs> middle of June. Oh, that's awesome, man! Greg, why don't you take us through the the hell lines? All right, you want to hit the drop real quick? Let's do these quickly. Let's do them okay. speed round because we were already. That sounds like, good. I don't know. Yeah, we spent a lot minutes. of time talking about Spencer Cox. Yeah, we're thirty five. Oh, oh, Welcome oh, to hell. Oh, 
I, I took out the bitch ass white boy because that felt like too much. Like, <laughs> it feels like a lot. I I love it. It. All right. Uh, hell line number one Charlie Brown did not, in fact, kick the football to the moon. So, uh, and no surprise, the Dems fucked the, up the debt ceiling standoff. There was no coin. There was no 14th Amendment. And if you want the TLDR version, well, the deal is filled with insane provisions that will hurt the working class or that will hurt working class families and ignore climate change while further bloating the Pentagon's budget. Some of the major provisions in the bill are the debt ceiling is raised in two years. So uh, see you all in 2025 when we do this all over again. But it does boost the defense budget to eight hundred forty-two billion, up twenty-six or twenty-six billion dollars from last year. It uh, increases uh, work requirements for food stamps. The age now moves from fifty to fifty-four. It ends the freeze on student loan repayments. And uh, Kevin McCarthy and the GOP have made no bones about it. They are absolutely going after Social Security and Medicare. Suck my balls. <sighs> well, vote blue no matter who, folks. Well, you I know, mean, all the, all of this is really funny because most it, important it, election of our lives coming up. It didn't need to be a negotiation. Like there didn't even need to be a debate. Like because this, like even the Roe v. Wade all over again. Bill Crystal was literally in December was one of the people being like, yeah, <laughs> like they should be doing this right now because they knew like there was a lame duck session where they had you know all three branches of government and they uh, do could have done this. Yeah, you you could have done so many things. You could have amended the coin. You could have just said fuck it and just say like it's in the Fourteenth Amendment that we have to pay all of our debts. So we're just yep. gonna do that. But no, you just like you took the like most cowardice way out of it. Just be like, well, we need the Republicans on board too. It's like no, you don't. No, you don't. Just do it, it would absolutely do the exact opposite. I'm just like, we talk about this every time the Democrats do anything. I'm so fucking tired of it. This is exactly what they were always gonna do and. It's yeah, just Darren. funny also because like Kevin McCarthy is known around Washington as being like a huge dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does it the really say? Is there is a good chance he might lose a speakership just because like because he actually this? like did a deal, which is a, an amazing thing. That in would itself. be so funny. Yeah. And, and beyond so, that too, like we're just going to have like more horrible work requirements attached to like Medicaid, you know, that work, that healthcare program that's pretty much just for disabled and like students there are like six people on medicare at this point yeah, yeah like Medi like medicaid is like one of those things that like is a good program that actually works as long as you allow people to be on it yeah and and like work requirements do not work they've never worked because guess what generally you need things like food and healthcare to be a decent worker crazy yeah what right, an idea let's let's, let's move on because I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hell line number two. Sayonara, sucker. So Utah Congressman and shit-eating leech Chris Stewart is resigning his seat. There will, of course, be a special election to fill said seat. And so far, the presumed candidates are Kale Weston and Becky Edwards. Also possible candidates are a uh, friend of the pod, Todd Weiler, Dan McKay, and Mike Kennedy. <laughs> sucks man <laughs> no, it, this it, is my funny history that, man this sucks oh it's so funny that the people that are lining up to like replace chris stewart are all the people who got their ass kicked by mike lee 
or I know, man, or like the worst human beings on the planet, like like Todd Weiler, who's like just the ultimate just asking questions guy, or well, Mike he had a really bad one, like somewhat recently. I can't even remember what it was. Oh, was it around the one of the Nazi shooters? I don't know. He was one of those like just asking questions about the Nazi shooter. He's stuff. been like that for years. I remember like one time before I got blocked by him on Twitter, like I asked him, what do you think the alt-right is? And then he linked to me an article by Milo Yiannopoulos. Like, great <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, all right, man, good job. Credible Nailed journalism it. is hard to find, folks. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to the uh, Becky Edwards campaign. That wasn't at all really annoying to see a bunch of liberals supporting somebody who's uh, anti-abortion. That was... That was great. Once again, the funniest moment of all was just like when Roe got overturned and then all of them had to be like, I didn't know she wasn't pro-choice. It's like, bullshit. She's a Republican in Utah. I know. I know. Who was like trying to pander to the liberal vote. So she was being really ambiguous about like, you know, healthcare being between a woman and her doctor, but like not ever talking about what the actual legislation should be. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why she didn't talk about what the actual legislation should be. So I, I can't wait for Salt Lake Tribune humor columnist Eli McCann to once again pretend she's a liberal. <laughs> Let's go. He is, is he? Wait, sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, continue. I was joking. With no, my- that's his job title. <laughs> is it? <laughs> humor columnist oh that actually is pretty funny that's though, sick so. that rules all right let's keep going well that's good because that's the funniest thing that's associated with him in that paper so i mean listen that's pretty good so uh hellline number three give me fuel give me fire give me utah's oil empire so this is from uh, Lever News. Utah oil producers claim they will increase production by 350,000 barrels a day if a railroad is built to carry their waxy crude out of the Uinta Basin, which would involve running two-mile-long oil trains through a treacherous canyon right next to the Colorado River for 100 miles. This is, of course, being propped up by uh, special, or special interest groups and government lobbyists, and the permit approvals for these oil trains came despite the recent derailments, uh, most notably in East Palestine, Ohio, and now Pete, uh, Pete Butchug could <laughs> subsidize the scheme with special tax breaks. You know, just to bring it all full circle, uh, Quality Utah and Eli McCann hosted Chastin Buttigieg in Salt Lake like a week Hell ago. Yes. You know, That's just awesome. to like, you know, finish squaring that circle. That's I feel bad for Ch- Chase Chast- Chastin, Chastin, Ch- Chastin yeah. Buttigieg. He made his bad. Fuck him. Um, yeah, I uh, so this isn't. Solid, like this this isn't set in stone right no, like it isn't God. but it's it's starting to look more that oh, way like it's it's boy i mean it's probably gonna happen you know and yeah. like it really puts the colorado river which is dying by the way uh it puts it in a very precarious position greg with lowering water levels in color in the colorado river have you ever considered how much higher it'd get if we just dumped tons of oil into it instead i mean listen it, you can wrap on oil, the buddy. oil will go to yeah. the bottom and the water will rise up. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, exactly. We'll just you know what? We'll put in we'll put in a bunch of uh Dawn. Hey, there we go. 
it would clean it right up. If it works for if it works for ducks in oil spills, it can work for the entire car. Hey man, I think yeah, I don't think you're I don't think we're looking at this the right way. I think this is a great way to raise those water levels. I want to see Lake Powell go way up, but just a real nice thick oil base, (laughs) ten to twenty feet. You know what? I, I we're bad mouthing this plan so much, but let's just think about solutions here. The the oil infrastructure in Utah is is pristine. I mean, that refinery only catches fire like once every two to three months. Yeah, the garage has only burned down six and a half yeah, times. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's totally fine. That's probably not one of the reasons why gas prices are currently like four dollars and fifty cents for like unleaded. So Dude, you know it cost me uh fifty dollars today. For half a tank. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad, man. It sucks. It fucking rules. I yeah, mean, it's a. Uh, I mean, I guess that's good. it's it's my bad for driving a the 2004 Tundra, but that is true. But shame I mean, on it is me, I guess. one of like the smallest possible trucks you could possibly drive. So I mean, that's at not this the worst point. Thing yeah, in the world. yeah, yeah. I don't have the guy. World War One tank edition all right let's move on because we're, wa- we're wasting time we gotta we gotta be pre- professional folks that's right all right uh, uh how line number four america isn't a country it's just a business this came out today that the supreme court has ruled in favor of a concrete company that wanted to sue a union because a strike cost them money the eight one decision eight one decision means the company Glacier Northwest Incorporated can sue the union over a strike where truck drivers left wet concrete in their trucks. Yeah. And so basically this is going to be, this precedent is basically just allowing any company that loses money due to a strike to hold the striking workers liable for the uh, lost money during the uh, strike. So do you think surely, this is at all like a, like a retaliation to like what's going on with WGA right now or Dude, no, I don't is think it just la- is, is it just labor? In, this has been yes. uh, yeah. This has been like going for a little while, but yeah, yeah. it's gonna be. It's like it's gonna be truckers. It's gonna be in advance of this impending UPS strike. Uh, that's probably gonna Which take place. Going to be like, big here. what if we see something there where it's like, okay, uh, UPS holds the union accountable for all the lost profits that they would have made, but that are now going to other delivery services or something like, did you, did you guys see the, uh, the story about the, uh, what Kroger's doing right now? No, what are they doing? No. Where they, uh, apparently they gave bonuses to a bunch of employees and now are, uh, reneging on those, uh, on those bonuses. Like apparently they gave out too much money in the bonuses. And so they're asking the employees to pay back the bonuses. And uh, there have been a couple of instances so far where they're actually asking for more money than they gave out. Nice. This country, this country is, this country is, is it's just three mega corporations stuffed in a trench coat. And that's the funny thing too, is like, yeah, if the corporation pays you too much, they can get it back. But if you get your wages stolen by that same corporation, like, <laughs> good fucking luck. Buddy. Yeah, good yeah, luck getting never those get back. Any of that. I know, man. Uh, but you know what? We really need to focus on all those kids who don't have jobs. Yeah. yeah. We, we need a national uh, juvenile program for it. If you're leaning, you can be cleaning. Yeah. <sighs> Bleak. You um, know. That's not good. Just this is a very bad pun, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, <laughs> please. We are seeing the American 
economy crumble before our lives our eyes <laughs> nice i just saw that they have reached over a like a some billion dollars in profit so that's that's we love our treats folks <laughs> we love our they have treats. definitely won the cookie war Dog, they did win like the one of war. their cookies is like 2200 calories is it really yeah oh that's i'll never i, have I made the mistake like, like a, a few days ago of actually like eating like one and a half at a night and i thought i was gonna die yeah dude <laughs> dude i've i've been hanging out with my friends where they uh you know get a little uh a little too toasty in one way or another and order a pack of crumble from doordash or whatever and oh, smoke man. a full you know 12 pack or whatever it is there we go uh no one's happy after after that <laughs> no. decision by you the way. can't be happy just, after you that. just wake up the next day and your pancreas is at the edge of the bed crying oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man Okay, so the last thing that we want to talk about uh, is this article in the Salt Lake Tribune um, that is, let's see, it's by, who's the author in this? Why can't I see the author? I want to make sure I mention them. Um, But it's essentially, okay, it's by uh, Kevin Reynolds, but it's BYU football players uh, (laughs) say companies under-delivered on promises to pay athletes. Players promoted protein bars, NFTs, and other products after being told they'd receive a percentage of the sales, but they have not seen that money. So this, of course, comes uh, in result like in 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 the new rules that allow players to make money on their likeness. Uh, NCAA for the longest time had rules against players receiving any sort of compensation in any form uh, as student athletes, including you know many players losing Heisman trophies, whatever, because they you know got a tattoo for free or something like that. Um, stuff like that that's been changed to where that they can now make money. But it turns out uh, it might not be as easy as, as, as we thought it would be. In the middle of training camp scrimmage last summer, Cosmo the Cougar dropped from the sky into Lavelle Edwards Stadium, a stark white parachute billowing behind him to announce a renewal of BYU's, BYU football's most celebrated name, image, and likeness deal. With cameras primed to capture the moment on social media and the scoreboards displaying the built logo, CEO Nick Greer said the Utah-based protein bar company would continue to pay tuition for walk-ons and that, the, and that scholarship players would each receive $1,000. The deal to cover tuition for walk-on players was the first of its kind when it was announced to much fanfare a year earlier, not long after the NCAA first allowed college athletes to be compensated without losing their amateur status. As Greer liked to say, Florida has Gatorade, Oregon, Oregon has Nike, BYU has Built Bar. <laughs> <laughs> there we go that's awesome you ben know what this is, this is kind of a bummer though because like it's a certified meathead built bars are actually pretty good yeah my, my <laughs> yeah the I cookies know. and cream built bar um and they sell them at costco don't they yeah they do they do yeah, yeah it's that and like the the uh coconut one no i know i know people love 130 calories things. 17 grams of protein those are great you, macros you mean I've, I've been a fit crunch guy for a while too because i'm also just another meathead like you but yeah. um yeah, I don't know. Like that sounds kind of good. That sucks, <laughs> <No>. dude. <laughs> Why does yeah, everything have built to bar. suck, dude? BYU is built bar. Everything BYU, sucks. Jordan, and Greg have built bar. I hate this so much. Everyone's always said this. 
You know, then Greer announced another incentive. Listen, Built would sell a cougar tail bar, an homage to the popular 16-inch donut. I would donut. fuck up a <laughs> cougar tail <laughs> fit bar. Give it to me now. People I don't that care don't what live in Utah. You know what? People that do not live in Utah have to understand that BYU at sporting events sells a 16-inch long donut called a cougar tail. Yeah, it's a 16 inch like it's it's a it's a foot and a half long uh maple bar. Yeah. Anyway, and it's coffee is unhealthy for you and you should not consume it. <laughs> yeah. Uh it would be so awesome if in the next iteration of the word of wisdom they just explicitly include donuts over 12 inches long as being <laughs> just like none of That's that. one of the best photos of all time is that dude at the like the the Marriott Center game just absolutely yes. just deep throating a cougar tail. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, uh Bill Bill would sell a cougar tail bar, an homage to the popular 16-inch donut sold at BYU football games, and 15% of the profits would go directly to players who signed NIL contracts with the company. Greer told players $150,000 worth of cougar tail bar had already been sold. Almost a year later, the tuition money and $1,000 checks have cleared, but players say not every aspect of the deal has been upheld. They're still waiting for deposits to drop from cougar tail sales. It Where's didn't my fucking well donut money? <laughs> it didn't sit well with us, said one player who was in the stadium that day and used his platform to promote the brand. We were posting about Built and weren't seeing any of the money from it. Adding to the confusion... BYU and Built have given conflicting statements about where the money is and whether it was ever received. If the NIL, if the NIL landscape at BYU seems messy and tilting towards chaos, it can sometimes be. On multiple occasions over the last two years, companies have brought promising promotions to BYU only to falter at the goal line. But the confusion isn't limited to Provo. The lack of transparency around deals, some tipping into millions of dollars and others as small as a few hundred, has become so commonplace that the NCAA has called upon Congress to add some guardrails. In a world where NIL deals make headlines every day, the reality can be less glamorous and less lucrative to it than it appears. The Tribune spoke to six current and former BYU players who described their NIL experiences and said athletes received less money than they were promised, and in some cases, none at all. Five of the players who spoke to the Tribune were granted anonymity because they weren't authorized to speak publicly on the matter. So, <laughs> um, awesome. yeah, it's... Uh, who would have thought that we might need some like uh, labor protections around this kind of thing? But so I actually did a little research on this one too, just as we were talking about that. And the Deseret News had an article about this one too. It talks about those royalties from it too. The royalties from the bar we talked about, uh, we talked about them being redirected to the athletic department, specifically <laughs> in the Kalani's discretionary fund to benefit player development. We have been meeting that obligation says built ceo nick greer so it's kind of interesting who is actually fucking over who at this point too if it's yeah kalani sataki's <laughs> own personal discretionary account that's not getting to the players that's funny in itself <laughs> yeah. we love the nil bukaki don't we folks it's great we, we just love the fact that like your football coach gets to control the slush fund that's supposed to go to you yeah, so this uh, goes on to talk about uh, NCAA beginning beginning to allow athletes to profit off their name. Um, LSU gymnast Livy Dunn has reportedly parlayed her social media following into more than $3.5 million in deals. Good for her. Uh, Bronny James could make $7 million in his first year of college. Um, the value of most deals, which range from corporate sponsorships to booster donations intended to go directly to players, is unknown. Some experts say that S that Cam Rising, that Utah's quarterback, could be worth more than eight hundred thousand dollars because of these deals. This is why um, he came back. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. A hundred percent. Because he sure as shit wasn't going to get that in the NFL. He wasn't yeah. going to get 800K on a practice squad. Yeah. Across all of college football, though, the average NIL deal is believed to be more modest, an estimated $3,400. Obviously, not a lot of money. Um, and especially when you – like, it's crazy that, like, this was not allowed for so long because, I mean, if you listen to the, the stuff that college athletes have to do in order to just survive while playing college football, especially if it's they insane. aren't on scholarship, it's uh, oh, yeah. really insane. Um, for the first two years of college athletics NIL era, BYU head coach Kalani Sataki stressed two things. He told he prefers NIL deals that are team-wide and in line of the principles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which owns and operates the university. He also urged players to embrace the college experience over chasing a paycheck. I mean, it's kind of easier said than done uh, for players that need to survive. But Fucking what's your paycheck like, Kalani? Uh, yeah, aren't you, he's making like, he's a literal millionaire. Yeah. yeah, like you're Shut not going to see dude. a college football coach that's not making at least probably like two or three million at the minimum. He really is point. employed by the church. <laughs> yeah, uh, it goes on to say deals can be negotiated many ways directly with players or through their respective agents. In some cases, such as BYU and Built, universities or their officially endorsed NIL collectives can be directly involved in facilitating deals for players. The BYU football players who spoke to the Tribune expressed frustration with a number of corporate sponsorships they say failed to pay them or what they were promised. There was Ohana X, a Provo-based student-athlete brand marketing agency. Ohana X is the most <laughs> that is such an inc- incredible Utah like County BYU-ass company. Vaguely, name. vaguely like Hawaiian or like Pacific Islander. Yeah, it's just great. Oh. It pissed, it pitched itself as a conduit between the players and companies with marketing opportunities. Company representatives promised that if players signed with them, they could make life-changing money. Ohana X announced that it brokered at least one deal linking BYU players with FTX, a cryptocurrency exchange (laughs) platform. Yes. (laughs) Each player who signed was to receive $500. In November 2022, FTX filed for bankruptcy. Ultimately, the players who did sign only got $100, players said. BYU is Sam Bankman Freed. (laughs) Ohana X folded and is no longer involved with BYU football, sources said. No. BYU later partnered with Okavu, a company that planned to sell NFTs of players. The the way the deal was structured was that BYU would sell licensing rights to Okavu so it could make the NFT. Then players would sign individual contracts with Okavu and receive a portion of the profits when someone bought their NFT. This is what happens when you go woke. (laughs) In a news conference BYU held with Okavu Okavu owner John Chaney the day the partnership was announced, Chaney estimated the deal could be worth millions of dollars. One player said he got text messages from people saying they had bought his NFT, yet none of the players interviewed by the Tribune received payment from Ukavu. Nothing there either, one player said. We kind of didn't expect much at that point. <laughs> Okavu awesome. laid off about half its staff in November and did not return multiple requests for comment. No. Some smaller deals never materialized either, players said. For example, players were told about potential deals with Huggies diapers, playing on the idea that many BYU players had young kids. It never came to fruition. Later, players were told about Dollar Shave Club as a potential NIL partner. Again, this seemed like the right fit. Oh, I lost my connection for a sec. Okay. Again, this seemed like the right fit with the honor code not allowing BYU athletes to have beards. This also fell through. It felt like BYU was telling us what we wanted to hear to keep us happy, but nothing ever actually happened. One player said people would present and say it was life changing money and then nothing. This feels like like the corporate version of like people who used to say like, did you know Steve Martin's Mormon? 
<laughs> yeah, dude. That's so funny. That was such a thing. I know. Uh, it's like it's always just like that. You know? Did you know that he wore a CTR ring on his night show? It was a big deal. It's like okay. Yeah, this is really interesting. So BYU players are not the only ones not seeing the money they believe they were promised. Jaden Rashada, a top quarterback prospect, has become the poster boy for NIL deals gone wrong. In January, he has to be released from his commitment to the University of Florida after, according to media reports, an NIL deal with a third party went south. The deal's reported value was $13 million. Rashada has since committed to Arizona State. The confusion isn't helped by a He really went the entire opposite direction, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, Florida to ASU, it seems, you know. Listen, if you're not going to get that paycheck, you might as well go to Tempe. Like, that's. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, let's see. The the confusion is not helped by the array of NIL laws. They vary from state to state and approaches vary from school to school. The NCAA has asked Congress to enact nationwide NIL regulations. During a subcommittee hearing in March, the lack of transparency in, in the NIL landscape was a recurring theme. The existing environments consist of recruiting in, inducements, tampering, and ultimately pay to play. Pat Chun, Washington State's athletic director, told the committee, and it's wrought with pitfalls and misinformation. Former Florida football star and NFL tight end Trey Burton also took issue with the inconsistency among states, schools, and potential sponsors in his statement to the committee. These athletes have been thrown in the fire with limited resources and no infrastructure to help them succeed and to protect them from bad actors. Again, these kids are 18, 19. Yeah. 17 in some cases. And like like on top of that too, it's like this is like – it's only an issue now that 18 and 19 year old kids are getting the money now, as opposed to when coaches were signing 10 to $15 million contracts in the sec. Like, like this only became a problem because the wrong people started getting money. Yeah. And, and, and that's what scares them too, is like, because once the kids get a little bit of power, they start asking for more things. And then next thing you know, coach hard ass can't really like, demand as much as he used to before i mean that's kind of the fear of like when you establish regulations around this kind of thing right because then there has to be some standard that's set across all of these and that's what that's kind of what they're afraid of is like um right now we like these kids are making money but it also allows them to be in position to be taken advantage of by all of these companies oh absolutely Um, and if you introduce like labor laws around this kind of thing uh guess who can't really be taken advantage of as quite as easily anymore you might actually have to designate these kids as employees and that's that the ultimate crazy. fear of the ncaa too is that at a certain point like these kids have labor rights i know which means that's you wild. can't do two a days in 95 degree heat in the middle of georgia there needs to be a uniform set of rules and that and of rules and rules that everybody has to play no matter where the student play everybody has to play by no matter where the student plays or how large or small the school or sport is Still, Burton doesn't want lawmakers to take the drastic step of trying to stop or limit the ability of players to make money in their name, image, and likeness. In my opinion, he said, the good that's come with the NIL has definitely outweighed the bad. At BYU, officials hope that an officially endorsed NIL collective, the Royal Blue Collective, can help ease some of of the troubles. Officials hope the coalition of boosters who give the program a more organized fundraising arm for NIL and cut back on the reliance of one-off deals. Listen, everybody, we got it figured out. We actually turned all of our donors into a cartel to control how much kids get. So, you know, we figured out this whole thing. Yeah. This last section is called called player shortchanged. I mean, the way I went out, the thing that I was thinking of as I read through this was just like um, 
is what a timeshare presentation feels like. <laughs> Bill, Billy Nixon, a former BYU staffer who is now the director of sports marketing at Built, acknowledged NIL deals uh, fall through all the time. But he said Built has made good on its promises to BYU and its players. NIL right now is littered with deals falling through the cracks. I want to be careful because Built has done something that has been amazing for the BYU football program. And I worry that sometimes we focus on these little misunderstandings, Nixon said. Built has exceeded every commitment that has been made to players. Built has, more, has contributed more than $1 million to BYU football via NIL, the company said, including $170,000 paid to scholarship players. Players confirmed that walk-ons have received tuition money that was promised. Scholarship players received $1,000 and a pair of shoes after Built announced its, its initial deal in 2021. But players said they were under the impression that they would also get a cut of the sales of Built Bars in exchange for using their social media platforms to share the company's promo codes. Where's my donut money? We didn't get it, said former BYU receiver Neil Pa'au, who was a senior on the 2021 team. Built disputes that, that athletes were told they would get a percentage of sales that year. That's great. Guys, guys. Players were encouraged to share, share Built products and promo codes in 2022. This time, players were explicitly promised a 15% share of the sales from the Cougar Retail Bar. One player also noted that during Greer's presentation, he told the players the company had already sold $150,000 of bars in the summer of 2022. At practice, players calculated how much that would mean they could earn. They, we had determined that it should have all been at least $180 each, one player said. Built, is, Built says it has paid its 15% of its sales from the Cougar Tail into a football discretionary fund for athletes as part of a licensing agreement. BYU says it has not received those payments. BYU's Associate Director for Trademark Licensing, Adam Parker, says routing the money to a discretionary fund would not be standard practice. Any payment in a licensing agreement is made to call a collegiate licensing company. I mean, when I when I read through this, I'm just like these these are just employees. Like like all these different insane roundabout ways of trying to like funnel money through like a bunch of different weird accounts and mechanisms. Set up shell and, companies to yeah, not it's like, pay college This is the most convoluted nonsense I've ever <laughs> like. Yeah, literally, I country the man. The it's only so thing crazy. that would they keep talking about, like, well, we need to actually get everything on the right track and make sure that the kids aren't uh, taken advantage of and also make sure that everyone plays by the same rules. Well, there's one easy way of doing that. You just don't want to do it because that's, a check. that's the biggest fear you have is because you somehow destroy that sort of view of amateurism and all the bullshit that's been around for 200 years. Yeah. Uh, Courtney Altimus said it's not uncommon for companies to announce splashy NIL deals that aren't exactly what they seem. Altimus, no. a co-founder of Wait, Advanced what? NIL, which specializes in educating and consulting athletes about financial decisions, formerly worked as a money manager on Wall Street. She said NIL deals can be akin to NFL contracts where the announced salary is eye-popping. Most of it is not guaranteed. Hold it on looks a fantastic. Sorry. She she went from Wall Street to working on NILs. Like that's Perfect, probably like man. the that's probably someone who's like, you know what? I should go to an industry that's somehow even more skeezy than yeah, even Wall perfect. Street. Hey guys, more like Cougar fails. Hey, there we go. There are any number of ways for athletes to be taken advantage of. Ultima says. We've seen it from the beginning as early as 2021. I think that a huge part of it is a lack of understanding on the athlete's part or the family of the athletes. And what I mean by that is when these deals are done, if they don't know the right questions to ask or if they don't ask for a contract, they may not know that there's other mechanisms in place or other milestones they need to reach to get paid. Then again, sometimes companies just overpromise, which could be what happened with Built at BYU. 
We've had a number of situations where a company wants to make a big PR announcement. You know, I've come in, I'm going to pay athletes X. I'm going to cover the tuition of every walk-on, she says, and they may have had every intention of paying according to what they said, but they have not ironed out those details or they have not put a contract together yet. And so student athletes walk out of there like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just going to start posting. We're going to make a lot of money and the company may not be able to deliver on what was said in the beginning. And again, it could be totally innocent. Something tells me it, you know, probably isn't. <laughs> but, no, like, right. like they can advertise off of this too and get a lot of impact too. And like BYU is not going to go after built or anything like that too, because they're still a big sponsor of the athletics department. They don't give a fuck about the kids. Like it's about making sure that the money to the athletic department keeps flowing. So yeah, like no matter what, it doesn't matter, which once again, the only way you're going to fix this one to make sure the athletes are taken care of is make them employees that are subject to the national labor review board. Yeah. Yep. Like, like and all the can, yeah, and all the confusion and conflicting accounts. It's been the players left without the money they were told they'd receive. Yeah, because like we just yeah, because yeah, BYU is not going to get rid of builds. Like, oh no, all that, all that uh, cougar tail money, all that Greg and Jordan uh, built puff bar money. It's truth, uh, hey, I eat Fit Crunch. Okay, I don't do. Sorry. It's also, it's, I had to point out me. to me today that Walmart has a protein uh, oatmeal. Uh, oatmeal cream uh pie oh god so uh that's gonna change things <laughs> watch Hello, out bill it's me i'm the problem it's me we've just had these most hyped up presentations ever one player said and nothing really came of them it's crazy man i um i don't know like of course like it was described by, I think it was Washington State's athletic director. Like it's obviously a big step forward being able to like allowing players to be able to be paid for their likeness and, um, you know, their reach as, as players. But like we're seeing what happens when, you know, people who are employees and by all accounts who should be employees are making money for these organizations are not treated as employees and the lack of protections they have. I mean, I don't know. I, I mentioned this. I, I can't remember. Um, I can't remember which Utah football player I, was on a podcast that I was listening to, and he was describing. And this was a really good. It was one of Utah's really good running backs over the last ten years. I cannot remember. Zach Kellen York. No, it wasn't Kellen York. Could you say, Greg? <laughs> was it Zach Moss? It, it was Zach Moss. Zach Moss was on a podcast talking about. Um, I'm trying to remember what podcast it was, uh, but he was he was essentially just talking about like how insane it was for him to try to like make money um, and how like difficult it was to live. Like he he's from he's from Florida, right? He's one of the Florida guys. And so he's thought like he doesn't come from money and he was trying to send money back to his mom at like certain points. Um, he had to like his girlfriend was like paying for a lot of his car repairs cause he couldn't like make money to like his girlfriend bought him a pair of shoes. Cause like he like didn't have money to like buy himself like shoes that he could like casual shoes to wear. Like like this has been so bad for so long. Yeah. Um, and so it's good that they're finally able to make money. But like, again, if there aren't these protections in place, if they're not actually being treated as employees, like they're still, victim to yeah, a lot they're still of getting fucked yeah. i mean they, we had companies just using them as pr right like yeah. companies I mean, selling nfts of these players and then there's the players are saying none of it it's crazy but let me go back to what you said about like zach moss too like the entire purpose of like putting them in a like level of precarity is to make sure they're that dependent on the school and uh, by extension like the coach like 
like the only place if you're a football player at the U, if you're not of much means to eat is probably at the football center. Like the only place yeah. where you can go to actually relax or actually have any sort of like recreation at all is probably at the football center. To oh. do anything else. Like you were stuck to that player too. And also you're still at the whims of the coach. If the coach doesn't like you, sorry, your scully just got pulled. Yeah. I dude, I just remembered what it was. So um RSL had this uh longtime Premier League player, Nedamo. Nedum Onuaha come over from the Premier League and joined RSL a few years back. Um, he's retired, but while he was here, he had a podcast called Kicking It with Nedum, and he had Zach Moss on his show, and like he was talking to him about the world of college football. So from someone from England who comes over, like the world of college football in the United States was just like the craziest thing he'd ever seen to him. Yeah. And Zach was telling him about how create like his experience trying to just survive as a college fo- football player, which is so much different from like we have young kids in England signing deals like with like these professional clubs and getting paid as like young kids. Um, you know, they're actual athletes and like right. they're able to get paid, you know, playing in these academies uh, in England and so much of their life is taken care of uh, in well, stark contrast. Like, it's why you're starting players to see, over here. It's why you're starting to see more and more, uh, like blue chip high school basketball prospects, like go the Lamelo ball route, or like yeah. you know do what Scoot Henderson did this last year, and instead of going to college, play in Vegas for G League Unite or Ignite, because like yeah, it's a, it's a way for them to like while not making NBA money, it's a lot better than not making any money at all, and like trying to I don't know maybe make some money with nil deals but as we're seeing right now that that's not guaranteed because they're not employees no not at all and i mean like it's probably a lot better to go to like a g league team or even overseas to like play basketball because yeah you'll make probably like sizable amount of money you'll probably make two hundred fifty thousand or three hundred thousand dollars something like that which is a good salary yeah it's like unless you're bronny james like that's yeah yeah Yeah. unless yeah unless you're the you know the child of arguably the greatest basketball player of all time <laughs> yeah when yeah. you are a literal one of one yeah yeah when you have a little more bargaining power than like your standard like two-star kid coming out of like wherever florida to go play for a tyrant of a coach who could just be like if that coach has a bad day is like nah you're done yeah turn yeah. your gear get out of here Plus, yeah. there's like, I mean, there's a huge difference between someone like Zach Moss, who doesn't come from money and is struggling and like, you know, doing everything he can to make ends meet. And someone like Bronny James, who's oh, you totally. know, slated, like his dad's a literal billionaire. Oh, like if Bronny James made zero dollars for the rest of his life, he totally would be fine. just fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like he, and you know what? Like he will make money as simply just being the son of. Of LeBron yeah. James. Oh, yeah. 100%. And also at the same point too, like he has a little bit more of the bargaining power with the coach than right. the other player would too, because like, do you want to be the coach that like chased LeBron James's son off of campus? <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Yeah, like totally. the student body would light you on fire. I mean, USC already has a Nike deal. Yeah. And like, that's only going to get amplified for the basketball team now with signing Bronny James. Totally. And Brian James yeah. is going to really enjoy those uh, Tuesday night games at Rutgers in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I mean, he'll only be here a year. He'll be a yeah. one and done. Yeah. I, I, well, different conversation, but I wonder what his actual NBA prospect is going to be. Um, it doesn't matter. He's LeBron James's kid. <laughs> I know. 
well, in any team in any team that is going to draft LeBron, Bronny James will be a a first round draft pick for no other reason than LeBron is signing one year contracts and has already made it yeah. known that he is going to whatever team that, that Bronny's going to. I hope yeah. they enjoy Detroit. It should be nice. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Anyway, uh, college athletes should be paid. Uh, it's just crazy to see these kids continually getting taken advantage of uh, by these companies used as props. But I mean, what should we? You know, shouldn't be surprised. We're not surprised. No. But yeah, I think that's a that's a good place to end it. Um, happy Pride, everyone. Happy uh, in parentheses LGBTQ plus Pride, uh, because we I don't, I can't say that around here. I guess. Um, happy, be proud of yourself, everybody. Hope Have to some- see people, local people, at the stuff going on this weekend. Parades on Sunday. Uh, Local DSA should be passing out some of our decals, so go go talk to them. Am I right, Jordan? Will they have yeah, our decals? Yeah, I'm actually nice. going to take them over tomorrow, too, so before that and everything. So this weekend, if you were listening to this and you are going to Pride, go look for the DSSL booth, the Democratic mm-hmm. Socialists of Salt Lake booth. They will have our decals because we're nice guys, and also my wife says I can't make any more decals until they get rid of our current badge so (laughs) ultimately we fuck with them and they fuck with us so shout out we love to see it yeah they're good people we love them art art solidarity forever love it all right thanks everyone for listening we will see you next time have a good one bye